tough watch on Sunday, watching the Cardinals drop to four and ten, but improving draft position and weakening NFC West opponents' draft position isn't that bad. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. Cardinals drop to 4-10. and 10. Um, Colt McCoy gets hurt. It was just kind of a season's wrapping up. A lot of injuries across the roster. And kind of just hoping that nobody else gets hurt for the you know the betterment of them and the team as the Cardinals kind of limp to the end of the 2023 NFL season. And this season has been tough. Feel bad for the fans, feel bad for the players, just everybody involved. Um, but there is light at the end of the tunnel here. And I'm going to talk about that in the final two segments. Let's talk about the game. Uh, Denver Broncos had more rushing yards than the Cardinals had passing yards. Uh, Trace McSorley threw two interceptions, Colt McCoy threw one. It just wasn't fun to watch. James Conner got in the end zone, which was, I guess, the one bright spot for the Cardinals. James Conner looks spry. I mean, James Conner looks fine. James Conner looks good. DeAndre Hopkins had a couple good catches. But, you know, this is this is going to be uh, difficult to discuss, like X's and O's the last handful of weeks, because a lot of it is players – you know, auditioning for future jobs, um, looking to see if Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins are going to work financially for the next season and, and and moving forward. The one thing that I did see that made me happy last, uh, you know, yesterday was DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown lined up on the same side of the field. And DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I think Hollywood Brown uh, did a post in the middle of the field from a slot and then uh, DeAndre Hopkins did an out and he was wide open, you know? 10 or 12 yard out didn't, and was wide open. So like if you use both of those guys on the same side of the field during, you know, meaningful games with Kyler Murray under center and the offensive line intact could be special. And it's going to be difficult. That's going to be a tough conversation we're going to have to have about DeAndre Hopkins uh, this offseason. Contractually, if Steve Kime is in fact removed from his post, uh, there will be somebody else making the draft picks. So that almost makes it more enticing to potentially move on from Hop, even though I hope they don't. Um, there's just a lot of influx storylines from now until the draft and then on into camp and the start of the 2023 season. There's still so many question marks. And what I saw from the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday was a defeated team. That's what I saw. And I know that there was injuries abound, okay? I know that the offensive line is all backups. I think Will, Will Hernandez did start, but the majority all backups and just kind of going through the motions. And it's tough to watch. Again, you feel bad for the players, but this is when it becomes like a job, you know, when maybe they don't necessarily want to play. They're 4-9 going to Denver in the cold and playing. It's like this is how you earn your paycheck, and there are ways to earn your paycheck, and 
it seems as though, in my humblest of opinions, Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals, that it's like Cliff, in my opinion, just looked Cliff is aged, I tweeted this out. Cliff is aged like in the last four years, like he's been the president of the United States. I mean, I, like, what's to say? And I, I thought about this, like, what's to say he even wants to come back next year? With all of the and I know that he doesn't, you know, check out press clippings. And one of the funny one of the funnier things he said uh during one of the episodes of Hard Knocks was it's like, yeah, I get texts from my buddies saying hang in there. It's like, oh, must be bad. Must be bad, the publications and, and, and everything about the Cardinals and their current state. But all in all, on Sunday, they just, you know, hung in for a half. Then the defense was on the field a lot, and they just, you know, gave up long, sustained drives. And uh, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. Um, Zayvon Collins, you know, looked fine. J.J. Watt was the man of the game. Three sacks. I mean, he, he lived in the backfield. He lived in the backfield. And that also made me think. It's like, has J.J. Watt put enough impact on this organization for them to extend him, not just for his play on the field, but his leadership in the locker room? And, you know, and I think that it's a resounding yes. It's going to have to be, let's meet in the middle financially, please. And I feel like at this point in his career, J.J. Watt's like, you know what? I love it in Arizona. He's made his money. It's like, do you extend him for three years at, you know, $9 million a year or something like that? Like, would he come back and maybe you you front load it or back load it depending on what else they do this offseason? But J.J. Watt is, I think he's going to need to be an integral part for this team moving forward. Teach younger guys. Have a couple games a year where you see what we saw yesterday. And just solidify the foundation of this organization moving forward because where the Cardinals are is still fragile. And with the light at the end of the tunnel, Steve Keim most likely not returning, according to a report by Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports. And, you know, hopefully his health concerns continue uh, uh, continue to get better. And maybe they just move him into a senior role in the organization. I don't think he's going to be removed from the Arizona Cardinals organization. I just don't think he's going to be allowed in the draft room anymore or to make personnel decisions, which is fine. If he's going to be an Arizona Cardinal for life, that's great. Remove him from his post now, from where he is now. Cliff Kingsbury, are they going to bring him back? We don't know. We're going to talk about this, you know, forever until a decision is made, whether he's going to return or not. I've got ideas of who I want as GM and who I want as head coach, if both of them are indeed removed from their current positions, regardless of if they have their contract extensions kicking in in 2023 or not, which they do. So all in all, from yesterday, just we're looking at big picture stuff. And the one throw and catch to DeAndre Hopkins with he and Hollywood Brown on the left side of the field together just got my juices flowing, got me excited. It's like you can't, you can't. I don't know how you can move on from DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't. I just don't. There are a lot more questions than answers, but there are different questions now. It's not will this change. It's what will it look like when it does or what moves will be made to change the current situation, which is exciting. And it hasn't been like this for 10 years. It hasn't been like this for 10 years. This is a monumental shift for the future of the organization with Steve Kime most likely not returning as GM. And I want him to get better. ASAP, that's never, it's never been about him as a person. It's been about him as the GM, as the avatar of 
you know, the GM of the Arizona Cardinals and how he's been not equipped to run the team as long as he has. And the fact that he's moving on is a good thing for the Arizona Cardinals. What does this say about Cliff Kingsbury? Their loss yesterday. I tweeted some things out before the game, and I've got some thoughts about it after the game, and it's not necessarily in line with what I thought before. And, you know, I, I'm I'm tough on Cliff, and I think rightfully so. But even he, even he couldn't have, you know, weathered the storm that we saw on Sunday. I'll talk about it more next. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. BetterHelp, okay. So, here's the thing. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, okay? So when it's not working out, it's normal to feel stuck. And therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and their productive, productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. I've been to therapy. I use stuff to go in, you know, sit in the waiting room, maybe feel awkward with somebody else in the waiting room, go in, leave. Everything being 100% online is just, it streamlines the whole process. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they match millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. So just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. If you aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be any simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. And there's another entity that I've been in contact with a lot in my life, and that's LinkedIn. Looking for jobs, posting jobs. LinkedIn has you covered for both, but say you have, you know, you're struggling trying to find employees for a job that you're offering. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you make a free job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Use simple tools like screening questions. Make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It was a tough watch. It was a tough watch on Sunday. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. Cardinals lose to the Denver Broncos um, 24-15. Denver had more rushing yards than the Cardinals had passing yards. When Colt McCoy went out, you know, I just – at that point, it's like, okay, Cats game. And you kind of remove all kind of blame from Cliff Kingsbury at that point. 
Um, the thing is, for me, that running RPOs, having it in the having it in the arsenal when Kyler Murray or I guess Trace McSorley aren't on the field, I I, I don't understand that. So I tweeted out, you know, the the play that that Colt McCoy got hurt on was an RPO, short yardage, could have handed the ball off, ended up taking himself, took a beating. Um, I don't know where you're putting your quarterback in that situation. Four and nine, okay, you're not making the playoffs. Run the ball at the gut. I just don't like, and it's easy. It's easy for me to say absolutely. Be like, well, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. If Cole McCoy didn't get hurt, you probably said nice play call. Maybe, and you don't put a quarterback in that situation. Somebody who's not mobile. I mean, it just I, I I don't I don't understand the play call. And I know that the majority of the plays in Cliff Kingsbury's playbook have some sort of RPO infused into them. Okay, sure. And maybe this isn't the offense the Cardinals should be running. With Colt McCoy, I mean it like this is just a compounding of issues over the last four years that kind of came to a head. Now, having said that, once Colt McCoy was injured, went out, hopefully he'll have a full recovery soon. Um, it was just kind of a, what redeeming qualities can we watch and see in this game? And, you know, James Conner looked good. I told, talked about DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown. Trace McSorley made a couple nice throws, a couple really bad ones. But you see, like, hmm, Trace McSorley could run this offense. He could. But he's so raw and he's not talented enough as of now. He doesn't know the offense. He doesn't have, I mean, he barely gets any reps with these guys, with the ones. But, if you told me he was going to be the backup quarterback next season, and he had a full off season, he had a full off season running with the twos, running with the ones at times, like I could see it. It's probably not going to happen because if Kyler Murray misses any time, they're either going to roll Colt or they're going to bring in somebody else. But with with Kyler, if Kyler Murray does miss time, I know it's a six to nine month injury. I know he could potentially be back for week one. I'm just assuming that he'll miss a month. You know, rehab. You know, he's doing some pre-surgery stuff. Like, this could take longer than people expect. So that's going to be an interesting little wrinkle to start the season where it's like, do you sign somebody off the heat? Do you just bring back Colt because he knows the offense? Is the offense going to be completely different? Is there going to be a different head coach? Like, there's so many things, you know, hanging in the balance regarding who the head coach is going to be next year, if it's Cliff or if it's somebody else, that all those things kind of have to be put on hold. But for yesterday... The Cardinals didn't come out with any, like, real fight before Colt got hurt. You know, the game was closer. It was an ugly, just beat-em-up grudge match. 6-3, I think, at, at one point for, for a large portion of the game. It's like, yuck. Um, got kind of out of hand at the, end of the, at the end of the game. But I give Cliff a pass for the rest of the season. The thing is that it's not just about since Kyler Murray got hurt. And that's the thing that people are having trouble seeing, in my opinion, where it's like, this is a lifetime achievement award if he were to be removed, okay? It's not about this season. It's about 2020, it's about 2021, it's about 2022. We're seeing the same issues. We're seeing the same stuff. And that's the thing that kind of makes me a little puzzled when people are like, oh, you know, oh, well, look at all the injuries. Yeah, but what about the last two seasons? Last three seasons, there are injuries everywhere. Everybody gets injured. 
So why are you going to give a free pass potentially a whole other year, an extra year, just based upon the fact that based upon the fact that the Cardinals had a bunch of injuries this season? What about the rest of the time he's been coach? That's kind of what I'm harping on. So the rest of the season doesn't really matter. I mean, now it would kind of benefit the Cardinals not to win. I know that. Um, and I looked at the the tankathon. Uh, so the Cardinals right now have so they have the fourth pick right now. Okay, but they're two wins away from being the 14th pick. So like everyone, so they played, they played Tampa Bay on Sunday who got, who got embarrassed on the second half against Cincinnati, Cincinnati came all the way back and beat him yesterday. So I wonder, and I mean, they're still leading the division. So they're, they're going to need to win that game. Um, if Colt McCoy doesn't play, they should. Then the Cardinals have Atlanta and then they end the game, end the season in San Francisco. So the Cardinals could beat Atlanta. Okay. That'll put them at five wins. And that should be good enough for a top five pick. And what happened yesterday was great for the Cardinals, not great for Seattle. Now Seattle, who gets Denver's pick, um, dropped down a rung. I, I believe that they're third right now. But still, it's like the Cardinals are sandwiched between Denver's and the Rams' pick. Okay? So one goes to Seattle, one goes away from the Rams, and we're starting to see the Rams' future kind of crumble, which isn't terrible. I said this last season, I wish that the Rams would just win the Super Bowl so everything would fall apart afterwards, and it, it's, it's starting to come to fruition. But all in all with Cliff, like, this is just, he's, you know, he, he's, I don't like to I don't like to use the phrase that, that that some would use here, but he's his ticket's about to be punched, I would think, regardless. Like if they win two if they win two out of the next three games, that's not good at this point. I'm never for saying, oh, tank, lose. They don't have healthy players enough to win games. So if they were to win a game, there's this is my point. The Cardinals are a far reach away from moral victories at this point. They're a far cry from it. They are fractured, publicly fractured, and broken. And these next three games don't have any sort of bearing as an organization on the future. Maybe uh, individually with, with players, you know, auditioning for to return to the Cardinals or to go elsewhere for big contracts. But this season is far removed from any sort of moral victory situation. Um, I did think about this and I want to talk about it. I want to get ahead of it because, you know, people are on the Sean Payton train. Give Sean Payton all the control. He's done it with an undersized quarterback before. He took a one of the most losing franchises in the history of football, the Saints, and brought him back to prominence. Like, is Sean Payton the guy for the court to take over if Cliff Kingsbury does get fired? I've got another guy and I was on the Sean Payton train for a while. I'm not now. I'm not off it, but I'm like, I'm teetering between that train and another train in this analogy that's getting worse and worse by the second as I speak. I'll talk about him next. Interdivisional, just mastermind, it seems, should be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals if Cliff Kingsbury were to get fired. I'll talk about it next. Prize picks. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Prize Picks. Pick two to five winners, or pick two to five players. If they'll score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available 
It's like it's daily fantasy made easy, man. You can make these selections in 60 seconds or less. Um, they offer projections for pretty much any sport, NFL, NBA, MLB when it's in season, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So all you have to do, download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Two to five players, more or less than the Price Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your cheese. First time users can receive a 100% into deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, they'll give you 100. If you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please like, subscribe, turn notifications on the YouTube channel to search Locked On Cardinals. Join me on this journey of change and invigoration into what's been you know, a, a tough franchise to be a fan of over the last 50 years. So, you know, this is, this is exciting. This is exciting. If Cliff Kingsbury's retained and there's a new GM that comes in, okay, it's half the battle. I think that it's time to just completely disrupt what's been going on over the last four seasons. Just disrupt it. I don't think that they should hire a GM from in-house. I know Adrian Wilson has been great. He was a great player here. Um, he's one of the smartest minds that the Cardinals have in their organization. He's still an Arizona Cardinal. Like, they need to hire somebody from outside of that building. Hire somebody who maybe Michael Bidwell doesn't have the phone number for yet. Like, something that's completely different with a track record of success. Okay. There are some names that are floating around. We'll, we'll get deep into the GM search, but I was watching the 49ers against Seattle. And I was watching the power that D'Amico Ryans had on the sidelines. And I was watching how hard that defense played. And I know that they've got top-tier talent. I know they've drafted well and they've signed free agents well. They've done it all, okay? I understand that. But then I look at the Jets. And I see Robert Sala and what they've done, even though they had a tough loss against Detroit. Uh, Zach Wilson may not be the guy, not sure. Um, but I saw what Robert Sala's done with that organization. The Jets are, are, you know, they had a couple AFC championship runs with, with Mark Sanchez, but like they're dysfunctional. And what Robert Sala is doing there is bringing some teeth to that organization. D'Amico Ryans is the same thing and maybe more. So you bring in D'Amico Ryans to coach this team, it's completely different. You want an overcorrection from laissez-faire Cliff Kingsbury to an enforcer like D'Amico Ryans, you'll see an immediate results, in my opinion. So now, obviously, you have to bring in a, an offensive coordinator. And this isn't going to be like, you know, Bill O'Brien or somebody like that. It's going to be somebody maybe who hasn't been an offensive coordinator yet. I'd much rather that than Sean Payton. Now, I, I think that with Vance Joseph, that's going to be an interesting topic. What are the Cardinals going to do with Vance Joseph? Okay, and, and, and I don't know that yet. There's way too many things. It's still way too early. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that need to get put into place and add more clarity towards before we discuss that. But I feel like D'Amico Ryans is the guy. 
in my opinion. He's now the leader in the clubhouse. Again, I understand what Sean Payton can do. And I understand what he has done. And I understand that he likes Kyler Murray. And I understand that he's maximized Drew Brees' potential as being a six-foot quarterback. I know he's a couple inches taller than Kyler Murray. But Sean Payton and offense are synonymous. And if you could hire Tomiko Ryan to the D.C., sure, ain't going to happen. He's going to be one of the hottest names on the, uh, you know, on the, um, on the board this, this offseason. I mean, this is truly from now, and this is pending Cliff Kingsbury being removed at the end of the season. This is a true tabula rasa, choose your own adventure. If you're Michael Bidwell, okay? This is what do I want my organization to look like for the next maybe 20 years? Because you can't miss on the next head coach hire. You want this coach to be a coach for a decade. You want stability. Say, well, you know, Sean Payton's done it. He was there forever. And, you know, the whole thing, and I understand, you know, he could be a long tenured coach and you got to give him creative control. So maybe you hire a GM, but he has, you know, Maybe, I don't know, you keep Adrian. No, you can't keep Adrian Wilson. But you, if you want to give Sean Payton the keys to the castle, you're going to have to trade for him, okay? So I don't know how that would work. The Cardinals need their first-round pick this year, especially with how high it is. I don't know if you offer a second this year and a first the year after. I don't know. But if you see what D'Amico Ryans has done, that is immediate elevation with Byron Murphy, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons coming to his contract year. Zach Allen probably going to get a contract extension. You have Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson in the back. Marco Wilson coming into his third year. You've got this incredible amount of talent, young talent, but still pretty raw on the defensive side of the ball. You're going to add players this offseason, you'd assume, if you hired D'Amico Ryans. And you know what wins? Defense. You know what the Cardinals have is a pretty good run game. You need defense to force quick three and outs way more potently than the Cardinals defense do, does now. And you have the offensive pieces already. So you bring in an offensive coordinator, throw Cliff Kingsbury's offense into Lake Mead, and you start over. If they hire Sean Payton, I'll give a high five to the organization. That's great. I also think the Cardinals haven't struck fear into opposing teams just by their sheer just presence. And that's something that you watch that 49ers defense, that strikes fear into opposing teams. Fear. It's unbelievable how good that defense is. And yes, their defense is more talented. Whoa, D'Amico Ryan, it's easy to coach that team. That's called elevating an already talented defense. The Cardinals need a lot more talent on the defensive side of the ball, which they'll add if D'Amico Ryans were to be hired as head coach. But the offense is pretty much in place. You've got to deal with DeAndre Hopkins. We'll talk about that a lot. But, like, I think D'Amico Ryans is now my leader in the clubhouse of the guy that I want the Cardinals to come in and be the head coach. You know, I just think that if you want stability, like, look at the 49ers. They are the poster children of stability now. They had a bad three and thirteen year for sure. After you know drafting Nick Bosa, right after the Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray in twenty nineteen, uh, they made the Super Bowl the next year. You know, and that wasn't D'Amico Ryan's. That was that was Robert Sala. But still, that is all they do is just breed 
stability. It didn't look like that forever, but it does now. And if the Cardinals could bite a piece off of that and have that DC come in and lead the Cardinals for the, for the next chapter, hopefully erasing all of the dysfunction that's been going on pretty much forever, I feel like that's a huge call. It's a huge, strong move to bring in a leader to lead this team who could desperately use it at this time. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. I will talk to you tomorrow.